Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Options Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy and Sherry Edwards. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. I love the way you say greetings, everyone. I can't even say it. <laughs> it's so it's so deep in your body. It just like comes from the depth of you. I I love it. Well, welcome everybody uh, back to the show. Glad you could join us. We realize that you are the leaders of your community, and you listen to our show to get all the good stuff first. So we're very happy that you're with us. I'm coming to you from Ohio, two or three inches of snow. We're snowed in. We're not allowed out uh, on the roads at all. And Richard is over there in 77-degree weather in California. So we're getting all sides of things. You know, here on Earth, it's often described um, that we're here to learn our spiritual lessons and that as a species, we created science just to explain ourselves. So we're very happy with our guest today, Brent Phillips. He spent his life reverse engineering the scientific laws of unexplained miracles. He actually teaches people to create miracles. I find that absolutely fascinating, and we'll be with him in just a few minutes right after we tell you that we are being sponsored by the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology and Sound Health. We're the largest alternative health institute in Ohio. Um, And what we do is we stick a microphone in front of somebody's face. We take a 30-second sample of their voice, and we look at what's going on. We were just asked to do Elton John's voice, so that'll be coming out, being published uh, shortly, and it it shows the reasons why he is going on this three-year tour and then quit. Um, That's exciting. You can also jump on our Sound Health portal, and we did this one for Richard and all the people there in California with the fires. You can do free vocal analysis for breathing, Gardasil, uh, neuroplasticity, that's nutrients for your brain. There's six of them. I can't remember. Oh, PTSD. I can't remember what they all are. But we've created a way to look at your voice and to see what's going on with your muscles and your genes and your nutrition, and we want to share that with the public. I need to... Um, oh, so that's why we do soundhealthportal.com. There's also lots of tutorials and free classes and whatever. I'd like to apologize that we had to reschedule our Tuesday show where we do vocal profiling live on the air. We will be doing that uh, rescheduling this Tuesday and hope you join us. What we are looking at a lot of is muscle deterioration, aging, Alzheimer's. So whatever comes up, the computer has been trained to recognize what is going on in your body through your voice. So we hope you join us there. We are a registered nonprofit 501c3. Um, Our projects we put up on our site all the time, soundhealthoptions.com. And this week we are sponsored by our fibromyalgia software that we are giving away to people. And we're going to be doing some Valentine shows 
not this Tuesday, the Tuesday after. So we're going to be do some, doing some compatibility. The keynote is up. Richard, have you read the keynote? I glanced at it enough. You to, the first, it, I love the keynote. It's a, a thing, an announcement, a, I never know quite what to call it, a, a, a vocal profile of the universe, of the emanations of the sounds from the cosmos. And I was laughing when I read the first line because you talk about it having an effect on golfers. And I happen to have friends in the Monterey Peninsula where, as we speak, bazillions of people are thriving in droves going to the Monterey Peninsula because it's the AT&T golf tournament, which is a big tournament. I know it from back way back in the day when it was called the Bing Crosby Pro-Am. And so I'm interested. I told some people down there I know that do various kinds of work saying, you know, you might be on the lookout for golfers with bad elbows. Um, so, but that, that's as far as I got. And also it had to do with digestion. It's really amazing. It really still ongoingly amazes me how every time you put up a keynote, I inevitably, a few days before, I've had people call me and going, I'm having problems with my fill-in-the-blank. And several days later, you put up the keynote, and it's like, oh, that's why. So I love the keynotes. Nexus Magazine and Consciousness News now both carry that column because a lot of the times it'll give people a reason, oh, something hurts, and it's in the keynote. It's a frequency coming from the universe and not from inside them at all. I think this is kind of a modernization of all the energies of astrology. I don't know. I can't prove that. But it certainly answers a lot of questions for people, even to the point where there's a herpes uh, flare-up or something like that. It'll appear in the keynote. So energy uh, is what runs our universe. Energy is what runs our being down to the to the cells, to the atoms. So I'm very happy. Uh, our guest is going to talk a bit about how to look at that in a scientific way. I only have one short announcement, and Sherry Tenpenny sent it to me. She said, we're making great strides and breakthroughs because some of the doctors that have been attacked for being um, against vaccines, at least in the way they're being dictated, uh, they're being reinstated, and the government and the vaccine companies are having to uh, pay them back for ruining their lives. So I like that idea. I don't have much detail, but you can go to Sherry, S-A-G-R-I, different spelling for my Sherry Tenpenny, and she has the latest stuff up there uh, all the time. So we want to get to our guest shortly, so we're going to, uh, leave it up to you to go read the whole thing about all these And I want to, before I, I have one announcement, but I want to remind everybody that about 10 to 15 minutes after we end the show, that you can go to soundelfoptions.com, click on the radio tab, and click on the Blog Talk Radio Archive player, and the last five shows will be there. You also can find it by going to iTunes or now Google Play, I mean, everything about You can ask your Alexa, I believe. Um, oh, I shouldn't use your name on air. Uh, and find the show by searching for Sherry Edwards, and you'll find the over 550, 60 shows now. 
It's uh, it always it goes up every day, every week. It's always amazing how many shows we have now. And Can this you? is going to be one of those shows. Go ahead, Sherry. Oh, I just I am amazed that we're working on a half a million viewers. <laughs> you know, we've passed that quarter of a million. We're working toward a half a million viewers. I know. And I, I, somebody sent me a chat, too, that I need to remind people of. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and it amazes me. Uh, yeah, it just amazes me that we have that many shows. But you can go to any of those, your podcast aggregator of your choice, whether it's Pocket Cast, Dog Catcher, iTunes, Google Play, whoever it is. And search for Sherry Edwards, and you'll find the shows there. And this show will be there about in the podcast aggregators. It takes about an hour. On Sound Health Options, it takes about ten to fifteen minutes. And you want to make your announcements, and then I'll make my short announcements, and then bring our guest in. Oh, we're having some night classes. Usually, we do this all day, and we're trying night classes. Three night classes free, and we're giving you the software. So jump on our site if you're interested in learning about compatibilities for a job or a partner. Uh, we're providing you that software and teaching you how to use it, and that's going to be next week coming. So soundhealthoptions.com, under classes, it's all there for you. Now I have one short announcement, and then I'll bring in uh, Brent. Uh this is such a positive thing. I'm trying to go for news that's got some positive spin to it. That The headline of the article is, Major Increase in EV, Electric Vehicles, Charging Stations Across the U.S. Now, currently, there are only about 2 million EVs on the road, but they're increasing their sales rapidly. And because they're getting to be more charging stations, that's going to increase them even more. And I know a bunch of people with electric vehicles. Uh, I know a tech journalist uh, up in my part of the country, up in Northern California, who on his home has solar panels. He has a power wall, which is one of the Tesla products, that's basically a giant battery. So all day long, the sun charges his power wall. And when he drives this Tesla into his garage every night, he plugs it in. He has been to a gas station for over a year. Zero pollution, at least from the vehicle. There are still you know, issues with how we produce that energy. However, it's an amazing idea of removing the pollution from vehicles on the road, since that's such a high level. And now they're even looking at somebody just ordered a boatload of electric vehicles for trucks, actual like hauling trucks. They have a different kind of rapid chargers so that they can be doing it in trucks. So I just think that's a really great thing. Yes, there are some issues with figuring out how we produce that energy, um, but it's a positive trend in removing the amount of pollution we put on the road in our vehicles. Uh, so that's I'm really happy about that. And now, um, Brent Michael Phillips. An amazing story. Great work. Brent Michael Phillips was a web and video game developing pioneer at the dawn of the commercial Internet era. An MIT graduate, he left his PhD studies at the MIT Laboratory for Computer Science to cash in on the infinite possibilities that the World Wide Web offered. Overwhelmed by the stress of working 100-hour weeks with few breaks, 
he started to experience devastating repetitive stress injuries. And that's where it began. Before long, he could not work. His body began to break down in extremely painful ways, and he spiraled into depression. Finally, in 2003, he had encountered someone who gave him the key to unlock his subconscious. That's when his miracle healings began. Philip's awakening dynamics system and his books are the cornerstone of his superhighway to higher consciousness. Brent joins us to talk about his series of books, The Formula for Miracles, where science reveals the secrets of spirit and his amazing work. Welcome, Brent Michael Phillips. Oh, this is awesome. So excited to be here. <laughs> this is good. this is going to be fun. Um, I have an opening question for you, but backstage we were talking about this. We're, we're going to, because I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to have that, a follow-up question, the actual opening question, but we were talking about this thing, this, you said there was a number... I, I was just jokingly saying, if enough of us in the held hands in the quantum field, could we make a change in the outside world, in the physical world? And you said, it's been calculated. There's a number. Really? What's the number? Are we close? Well, well, good question. Uh, the number has actually been calculated, and this is something I'm fascinated in because it is my passion and mission to go understand how this stuff works these mystical woo-woo phenomena. And in terms of mass prayer, what they found is that in order for a certain number of people to join together in higher consciousness to shift the reality, uh, the number required is approximately the square root of 1% of the population size. And so for the entire world, that's about 10,000 people. Wow. Really? That's so very many people. So it's just the square root of 1%. Wow. And so we don't need everyone to get on board to change the world. We just need enough of the right people. Wow. Because ultimately, it's all simply frequencies and energies. One of the, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of course, there's a lot of darkness in the world. I'm not sure people would argue about that, right? Uh, Right. I love how you're shining a light on some of the good news. Uh, but the the good news is that, that it's not going to be the light and the dark coming together in some epic clash like World War II. The light is inherently significantly more powerful, exponentially so. And so the higher yeah. vibrations rise in exponential power. Therefore, it takes only a very small number of people to offset the negativity of many others. So we don't wow. need that many people to wake up to make big shifts. That's exciting. Yep. Wow. And so if you're say, in a community of uh, 10,000 people, how many people do you need to shift that consciousness? Well, square root of 1% would be 10. So in a community of 10,000 people, you need 10 people working together. Wow. Much more doable. That's very huh? exciting. You Much don't more need doable. a majority, that's actually... a super majority, nothing like that. That's all, that's all we that's, need. That's really wonderful. Okay, now, and he drops the mic and walks off. There we go. Let's get 10,000 people together. Um, let's start that as a trend. I might have to use that somewhere as a hashtag, uh, 10,000 people, and make people start asking about what that means. That's really fabulous. When you were coding or developing your brains out, did you have any mental virtual reality kind of moment of, wow, someday I'll be educating people 
to a faster way of healing and conscious expansion. Oh, wow, no, just the opposite. I never imagined I'd be doing anything like this. So I, I, I may be the world's most unlikely healer. So I had no <laughs> idea I'd be doing this. Like, like uh, many things in life, uh, it wasn't uh, something that I decided and you know, set out and spent this long quest to attain. It more something that kind of happened for me instead of uh, something I made happen. <laughs> that uh, sometimes uh, it seems like we're living life and sometimes life is living us, huh? Life and is living us. That's really... <laughs> yeah, pl- please do tell us your story. I've read enough of your material that I know your story, so that's why I'm so like... It didn't seem like you were going this direction. So it was handed no, really, to you in uh, a certain way. You know, well, growing up, I was always just your kind of your computer book, uh, typical computer nerd. And uh, when I was in uh, grad school at MIT, I was very fortunate that I had uh, gotten on in the very early beginning of a really a world-changing technology. And so when you know I had become you know literally in grad school one of the people that created the foundation of the modern internet. And then when the internet wow. boom hit, I figured, well, heck. This should be easy. Uh, I'll just uh, uh, leave MIT, go to California, recruit some friends, and start an Internet company, and I'll work really hard for a couple of years and sell it and be a millionaire. So that was my plan. <laughs> and uh, there's Check. that old joke. Yeah, the the, only, the best way to make God laugh is to tell him your plans. <laughs> so that was my plan. But uh, what I didn't see coming was the uh, strain and the workload of bootstrapping two internet companies, uh, one to make websites, one to make video games. And we had a lot of success at first. I did the first website for the Sony PlayStation. I did the first website for Disneyland. I did the first website for Nissan Motors. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, But I also started a video game development company to make uh, a a brand new kind of game that had never been done before. And the strain of being the sort of primary mover behind two startup companies right at the beginning of the internet boom uh, at some point, my body couldn't handle it, and I started having really severe pain, and you know, it got bad quickly to the point where I had to move in with my parents because some days uh, I was in so much pain I had to have my parents help me cut and eat my food. So wow. I went from top of the world to just wiped out, uh, you know, almost overnight. At first, I didn't panic. I just figured, well, heck, I'll go to the doctors and they'll take care of me, right? And so, uh, long story short, after three years of in- intensive conventional treatments, they gave up on me. When I was 27 years old, I got put on permanent disability, told I'd never work again, that there was no chance of recovery, I'd always be in pain, and uh, the, the uh, uh, kick in the butt out the door was they said, well, uh, we've decided that you are what they call permanent and stationary, and we don't want to spend mm-hmm. any more resources treating you because there's no chance your condition will improve. So it wasn't, wasn't only wow. the doctor said, can't help you. It was, you know what, don't even bother to come back. We don't want to waste our time on you. And so uh, I was devastated. And at that point, I could almost hardly work at all. So my partners had uh, lost patience with me. Uh, the website company was sold for millions of dollars behind my back. And, uh, you know, I also found out that my lifelong best friend had been secretly dating the woman I was crazy in love with. So, you know, it was, as they call it, the dark night of the soul. Everything went wrong. And I I thought my life was over. Uh, But 
I was very lucky. I had a friend turn me on to positive thinking. And long story short, I spent you know better part of a year as sort of a positive thinking nut, going around all these seminars and dancing on the stage and shouting out and mastermind vision boards, all that good stuff. Uh, it didn't help me, though, and I got really frustrated. Uh, then I turned to alternative medicine for five years. Again, long story short, uh, tried everything, acupuncture, osteopathy, uh, herbs, cleanses, cranial sacral, you name it. could talk for hours about this stuff, and nothing helped me. I got worse. And it bottomed out when I had an experimental surgery and woke up with my arm paralyzed. And at that point, it was just like, wow, now I can't drive myself. I need help getting dressed. And, uh, you know, really, that that was probably rock bottom looking back. Uh, Fortunately, I wasn't stuck forever because uh, about, what, five, six months later, my uh, Aunt Lauren told me about her friend Terry. And Terry had learned some kind of crazy new age healing. And, you know, it sounded kind of nuts, but I'm like, what the heck? I got nothing to lose, right? So I uh, booked a session. And, you know, long story short, she told me, talked about the power of the subconscious and did this subconscious block clearing thing with me. And at the end of our hour, she just kind of closed her eyes for a minute. And I felt a pop in my elbow. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's interesting, right? You know, because she's sitting across the room from me, right? You know, goes into some trance, and my elbow goes pop. I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. And then I tried my arm, and I was like, oh, my God, I could move my arm again. And so that was, yep, that was the first of, you know, what's now been many miracles. But that that was the the turning point. And that's the point where I said, you know what, Uh, I don't don't know what just happened, but I know there's something very real happening here, and I've got to go figure this out. As horrible as your story sounds, the torture that you went through, there's a, I see a, a good thing about this, that when people think all is lost and there's no hope and nobody to support them and the universe has just absolutely blasted them, what you're telling people, and there's a way out. There's a way up. Um, you know, I hate that you had to go through this, but I love that you're giving people hope. So I'm hoping in the book that we're going to talk about, and I want to know more about Terry's story and what happened there, and of being able to provide hope to people. That's awesome. Yeah, what it comes down to is pretty simple, that I wanted to go figure this stuff out, uh, because the truth, as you mentioned, is that we, we all get stuck in a uh, uh, a limited vision of understanding. The nature of the ego in human biology is we only see a tiny bit of everything that's really happening around us. And so we can think we're in an impossible position, <clears throat> but the solution is extremely close to us. It's just dimensionally displaced a tiny bit. And so we don't see it. We don't understand it. We don't see it coming. But it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. And if we had the ability to extend some awareness into these other dimensions and understand what was happening there and use that power to influence our reality, that would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? Well, and that's exactly what I've tried to do, is to show people, that's hey, exactly what there's yeah. laws to this, right? There's mathematics to this. That you know, I went and I spent 10 years uh, to learn to be a healer. And you know what I found? I found a lot of woo-woo. 
doesn't mean it wasn't valuable. Uh, I met some amazing people, uh, great masters and gurus and teachers and intuitives, etc. And what I found was many of them had some kind of talent or ability that they weren't exactly sure how it worked or where it came from. They just knew how they just knew how to work it. But there was an underlying science. There are laws of the universe underneath all these things. And that's what I tried to piece out because I was not one of those people born with talent. I was not one of those people that could just touch someone and they heal without any training. You can learn that. So I can absolutely mm-hmm. teach you that. This is within our technology now. But I wanted to figure out that technology because that's what I am at heart as an engineer. And so what I tried to do was strip out everything that didn't need to be there. It's kind of like when they're preparing a, a rocket to blast into outer space. Uh, they go over that rocket carefully and eliminate all the weight they don't need because it needs to be optimized. And that's what I've done with energy healing, law of attraction, mind power. Stripped it down to its core. You know, Ultimately, it really is mathematics, uh, physics in a sense, metaphysics, and show people how to use it. Show people how to use these tools. There is technology. You can reach into that higher dimensional place. You can access instant healings. You can access discovering your purpose, whatever it is. And it's all, all of this stuff is right here, right now. But again, we don't see it or sense it because of our limited biology. But, uh, you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'll take electricity. Yeah. Is it some simple steps that we're missing, or or how do we do it? Yeah, and uh, for for a lot of us, there are some simple pieces missing. That learning to do healings is a technology. Uh, if there are certain pieces that have to be in place, um, some of them would be one is the theta brain state. That's a necessary piece to get the result you're looking for. Another is uh, entrainment if you're doing healing on another person, to have their brain entrained into yours. Uh, another is a way to move out of the ego to access energy to to direct it. And so if we can learn how to access all these pieces, we will get a consistently successful output. And so, you know, so a lot of us in our lives, we're running around and we've built the whole car, but it has no wheels yet, so it doesn't go, and we're frustrated. Well, you may not realize how close you are to, to, to completion. You may be very, very close and just not see it, not understand it. And we can learn how to see and understand this stuff, which is so cool. Let's remember, when I when I experienced my elbow healing, I was a total skeptic. I wasn't into, into New Age stuff at all. Uh, I had tried acupuncture and such, but that was, you know, that, that seemed to almost make sense. Okay, you're sticking something into the body, but done with the mind? That made no sense. But then I experienced a miracle. And I'm like, wow, uh, a miracle is just a phenomena that we can't explain with our current level of science and technology. Pretty easy, right? So, and I think one of the yourself. things that, and one of the things that, one of the things that really, uh, as I read your books, that I really liked about the work and with your engineering background is that you, well, for example, years, many years ago, actually many, many years ago, I took trainings with Rosalind Bruyer. Now, Rosalind Bruyer wrote The Hands of Light, an amazing, was researched at Stanford because they couldn't figure out what she was doing. They still don't really know what she was doing, but they researched and validated scientifically looking at various ways of measuring her energies and what she was doing and the parts of the body and, you know, 
limited technology back in the 80s to measure. However, she was not particularly good at teaching. She was phenomenal at demonstrating and doing healing work. But she was not a great educator. It was more like, watch what I do and do that. Well, when you're talking yep. about healing, that's really hard. That's really, watch yep. what I'm, what are you doing? I don't know. And that's a, so you're a great them. point because that's exactly what I ran into over and over and over. These mm-hmm. wonderful teachers, uh, well, wonderful healers who were trying to be teachers but couldn't really teach what they were doing because they didn't understand it. And over the over the years, there you will see if you study enough of them, common patterns. And from that, from those patterns, we can then reverse engineer the metaphysics, figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, you mentioned Stanford; they've done amazing research where they found that all these paranormal phenomena, instant healing, remote viewing, talking to ancestors—you name it—is all correlated to the theta state. And so, one of the natural abilities these incredible people have is an ability to get into that theta state when we're when they're awake. But they don't realize that's what they're doing, and they're not sure how they're making it happen. And I had no talent or ability for this. Oh, my gosh, I was one of the worst. It was This was so hard for me <laughs> because I was so stuck in my head. I couldn't feel it all. And I had a lot of my teachers tell me, my gosh, Brian, you're just the worst ever, aren't you? So this was really hard for me, but there's a great saying that C students make the best teachers. Mm. And so uh, I was I am a great teacher of this because I had no talent, because I had to figure it out step by step, all the tips, all the tricks, all the little pieces. You know, I had to do everything just right in order to have any success at all. And so that allows people like me to go teach this stuff. And it's wonderful. We have both types, huh? We have these supernatural yeah. talented teachers who do amazing things. We that open our mind to possibility, right? And you know, then you have uh, some engineer like me that comes in and goes, "Wow, okay, we got to figure this stuff out because this is cool." And th- there is such a thing as miracle engineering. Uh, of course, there is. And look in your pocket. That's phone you're carrying around a hundred years ago. That's a miracle. Uh, today, <clears throat> it's commonplace. I guarantee the same thing will happen with instant healing, with manifesting through the mind, with using the power of mass prayer to solve real problems. In the future, it won't seem like a miracle because it will be just technology. It will be something we break down and understood and used and taught and reproduced. So this is, this is why anybody, I can show you the path to develop the skills of a master healer in a matter of a few months. That's all it takes. And was that? We, I want to. I, right, and I want to talk. Well, I, I have to say this because it just rolls around in my head so much. I do have, as I would like to say, a past life where I was a technical writer for a DOS-based company. That's how old I am. DOS. <laughs> you know what that is, and maybe one Absolutely. other person on the call. Um, and in that old world, uh, they used to use the phrase "garbage in, garbage out." Yep. And it seems like what you've done is gone from a state, uh, not you directly, but in in the example of you've gone from garbage in to garbage out to uh, Matt Mullenweg was the person who I saw really promote the code is poetry. So yes. you're really Absolutely. taking what you what you're engineering directions. And and how did you arrive at how, you know, how did you get to finding that theta was a key state that really directed our ability to do this 
And well, it was pretty what simple. is it? And it how was, do we uh, get there? Uh, it was it was actually research that came out of Stanford that was a big influence there. They had done a lot of paranormal studies, uh, especially in the 60s and 70s, on remote viewing and things like that. And uh, one of the bio the the biometrics that came across that really jumped off the page was all the people that had successful events were always had a high degree of theta state in their brainwave when it happened. So uh, you look at that and you go, oh, okay, this must be key. And then I learned to use binaural beat entrainment uh, in order to lower the brainwave. And from there found that, wow, when you do this, the subconscious is open. You can actually change the energy inside of us from this brainwave. It's like a little key that unlocks your power. And reach in and actually uh, recode yourself to change the way we work. And there's limits to it. can't do anything. But uh, all of us really, the, the reason I say it's technology is quite simple. Uh, it's not hard. It's, it's not a, a huge surprise for most people to hear that most of your power is locked up in the subconscious mind, the vast majority of it. If you want to unleash real power, that's where you've got to go. And so the theta state and learning to transcend the ego and a few other tricks allow us to go access that power in the subconscious and direct it. Uh, here's the challenge we have in life. We're actually creating everything that happens to us. Uh, I know a lot, of, a lot of listeners have probably heard of some version of that teaching. That's correct. The challenge is it's happening unconsciously. We are not aware of how we are creating every experience in life. We are choosing how much money we make. We're choosing our health. We're choosing all these things and they're manifesting, but it happens unconsciously. We're not aware of how we do it. How do we do it? Simple. We're running code. That's what the subconscious is. It's just code. And so the code comes from our ancestors and DNA. It comes in from other lifetimes. It comes in as childhood imprints. And so the way we act and what happens in our life, I like to say you've got a program for every area of your life. You've got a program for money. You've got a program for health. You've got a program for purpose, relationships, spirituality, you name it. If you don't like how your program works, you might want to change the code. And so and you used a phrase... Yes. Uh, I want to ask about... Uh, this This fits in what you're talking about. You used the, ter- the phrase lure the brainwave in using binaural beats or something else. And I... Could you talk about that a little more? Because it seems like you're you're coaxing the system in a certain way. It is. And you're leading what it. What is that? Okay. And uh, it, it's a phenomenon known as brain entrainment, which is when uh, two people are energetically connected, one's brain waves will become more like the others. And there's a lot of different entrainment phenomena we find in nature that can't be fully explained by science, but we observe it. We know that this is, this is a real thing. And so uh, when, when I teach people to be healers, I, it's a very simple process. First, you have to learn to access the theta state. Then you have to learn how to entrain someone else into that same state so you can make shifts for them in their subconscious. Uh, and that's really all there is to it. And so the way we bring someone to theta is first you learn how to do it, and I have a lot of shortcuts for that. Uh, the old way was to go spend 30 years in an ashram. That'll work. Mm-hmm. 30 years of meditating in the dark silently, absolutely you'll, you'll learn how to get to a deep theta wave. But a lot of us don't have time for that. And so there's technological shortcuts that have been found that you can, you can learn 
to get into that theta state, to access, to unleash the power of the subconscious, whether it be for healing, to manifest something, to open your intuition. You know, the sky's the limit. And to to <clears throat> connect this to what we mentioned at the very beginning, uh, that subconscious is how you interface to those higher dimensions. That's why the subconscious is so powerful. It is literally glued into the higher dimensional energies, intelligence, power. And that's where our intuition comes from. That's where our power to create wealth or to heal the body uh, all comes from. And the good news is there's simple technology that we can all use to, to learn to do this stuff. It, it's not hard to, uh, to use a cell phone, is it? At least just for basic stuff. And so energy healing, mind power can be similar. When you learn the technology, using it's actually pretty easy. Can you share and some of the techniques with our ahead, audience? Sherry. Can you share some of those techniques with our audience? Sure. Uh, I, I can talk about a couple very quickly. Uh, I have a whole set of what I call the seven secrets to higher dimensional living. It's sort of the foundational tools that we use and learn to apply. And uh, the, the, those... Um, uh, for those that are curious, uh, I do uh, about a monthly webinar and where I go into a lot more detail on what the seven secrets are and how they work. But I'll, I'll, I'll hit on a couple right now. Uh, one is uh, the process called muscle testing. This is the easiest one and the most widely known. I didn't invent it. Uh, other people developed it. But it's a process uh, also known as applied kinesiology where you learn to tap into the uh, muscular response of the body to determine what beliefs or code we're holding in the subconscious, which is really cool. So you can literally learn this process, and I can teach it to people. It takes, you know, about maybe 15 minutes. Uh, I can teach people this, and then you have a direct line of uh, access to your subconscious. You can actually find out what code you're running on the inside. Uh, as an example, uh, a lot of people carry a vow of poverty, and they have no idea because it's been carried in genetically from another lifetime. And you can have this code inside you your whole life, and it could be pushing money away from you and holding you back, and you'd have no idea. But once we learn to move into this higher dimensional place through these seven secrets, such as muscle testing, it'll actually reveal the code to you. And yes, of course we have code. Uh, one of my, uh, I wouldn't say favorite facts, but shall we say really enlightening one is that we've all heard how most lottery winners lose all their money usually within five years. That's not a coincidence. Those people are not coded for incredible multi-million dollar wealth. And so when things happen in life that don't aren't congruent with our coding, uh, uh, the programming will always take us back to where, where we're supposed to be. And so if you want to see real change in life, you need to change the code. That manipulating the amount of money you have ultimately doesn't really matter because the code will take over. And the good news is we, we can learn to access this. We can learn to change our programs. We can learn to look inside and go, wow, there's this part of me I had no idea was there that's ruining my life. Let's get rid of that. And I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's great. In in your research, did you I, – I know you did, but I have to ask. Did you study intention – did that roll across the screen of looking at because many Absolutely. healers have that have that characteristic of you know you see them in a state of focused intention. Yeah. I, I don't, that's a lot of that's a very simple way of saying 
when you've seen a healer do that, they go into something. I don't know what that is. Probably theta. Yes. Um, and and then, yes, there is a theta wave that. involved. <clears throat> and okay. what's happening is when we learn to live intentionally, uh, we are choosing what happens, not from attachment or fear or emotion or some sort of uh, old emotional response, but from a place of clarity for a free will choice. Uh, the challenge is that most of us are run by emotional reactivity. Uh, for most of us, this old code in us, these emotional triggers, uh, literally takes us over, and that's what we call living from the ego. And most people are totally unaware of it because they have no no idea there is such a thing. And this is one of the big challenges for me. And when we can get to a place of true intention, we've set aside the stories. We were simply being present, being who we are, where we are, when we are, doing exactly what we're doing. And that is what unleashes great power. So if you can get to that place of intention and presence and make a choice, that choice reverberates through these higher dimensions and will come back to us and actually manifest. You're talking about teaching people to do this. I'm really curious about the math you found behind it. Well, there was actually, uh, in my weekend intensive, I actually do show a couple of the equations, only a couple, because uh, there's that saying that I learned uh, in the book industry, every equation in your book cuts your readership in half. <laughs> so I uh, <laughs> try to be careful with that. You know, like, okay, I'll cut it in half or maybe a quarter, but not past that, right? Because <laughs> I really want to get in a couple equations. But there actually are equations in math that sits underneath this stuff. And some of it you can talk in terms of uh, biometrics, the theta brain state. The ability, and at a more advanced level of that, is the ability to uh, access a synchronized uh, brain state, where that unlocks a whole never, another level of ability and power. And so some of it can be turned in terms of observations of biology. You know, this is what's happening to their brain, their nervous system, pulse respiration. Uh, some cannot. But they can be explained through mathematics. And so is there math behind healing? There actually is. Uh, I like to say it's, it's a technology. You've heard me say that a bunch, right? This is technology. If you want to build a car, there's a certain technology for it, for building the axle, the steering wheel, for, for the engine. Do you include the math in your book? There's a, there's a little bit, uh, especially in book two. Uh, book two is, uh, of the series is almost entirely about the science. So if you want to see the equations and get into the math and the science part, that's uh, book two goes deep there. But there's actually a, a handful of equations uh, from the world of physics and quantum physics that is the basis for explaining and understanding what we call miracles. Uh, I, I think that higher dimensional effects is another term I like because that's what they are. But yes, they, we call them miracles. And when you understand how the universe really works in terms of the nature of space and time and consciousness, then we find that miracles aren't just uh, something that might happen, they're something that must happen. That we are meant for this. That all life on Earth is in fact a big miracle happening. That there really is a higher intelligence supporting us and guiding us through this whole thing. And if we can just learn how to sort of get the ego out of the way and let that higher intelligence flow through us, watch out. You know, when, when life starts yeah. living through you instead of to you, that's when you really engage 
that's when you connect to the environment and start making taking actions that really make a difference in the world. And I, I, I must ask a sort of a classic nerd uh, question, since I am a classic nerd, just a broad-spectrum nerd. Um, so can I just strap a headband on and pump theta into my brains and start creating manifesting like crazy? Uh, I wish it were that simple. Uh, it's, it's not quite that simple, only because uh, the process to achieve the power is, in fact, straightforward. Here's the problem we have. Uh, we ask the wrong question. And when we don't know how to ask the right question, we can never find the answer. So the question we ask here is, what do I need to do to get to a theta state so I can be really powerful to heal people and attract wealth and such, right? Tell me the steps. Uh, the question That's not quite the right question. The question that I think will serve us better is to ask, who should I be? to be able to facilitate th these abilities, to be able to create healing for yourself, for others, to manifest a little work that's purposeful and meaningful to you where there's some passion, to be able to attract more wealth, to discover your purpose, you know, even to raise consciousness as we all journey towards enlightenment. If we ask, who should I be? Then that leads us to ask, okay, what should I do to support being this person? that leads us to that place much better. And so is there a little bit of, yes, uh, imagine this, look at that, training things you can do? Yes, absolutely. That's what I do in my live intensives. I have some online material too. Uh, but if we look at it from the que both the place of what should I do as well as who should I be, that's when you find the solution. That's what works. Mm -hmm. I, I want to jump back slightly Uh to book two uh, in the Formula for Miracles, The Experience. You have a section where you, you talk about, you have it on the truth about science, and science is not always perfect. Would you speak to that? Absolutely. And so science is not perfect. Science has a relative range of utility. And there are certain things that science is very good at and certain things that science is very bad at. Uh, there is a fundamental limiter to the power of science that it's kind of funny. Most scientists know about, but most non-scientists don't. And it's called the observer effect. That the consciousness of the one observing in experiments, drawing the outcomes, actually has an effect on that experiment. And so hmm. ultimately consciousness uh, upsets science. Now science is very useful because science can explain a lot of the world around us. But there is, a, there is in fact, a limit to science. Uh, let me put it this way in a way people will understand, that to be successful is not necessarily about having incredible analytical intelligence and knowledge and data to parse. It's about making the right choices. You can go and play, uh, play the odds perfectly and still lose. And so uh, science is very useful but ultimately, intuition is far more powerful than a logic and reason and analysis. And if we look at the history of science, what we find is all of our greatest scientists were all intuitives. Einstein talked about the power of intuition. So all the ones that have changed the world were all working intuitively. So they get these higher dimensional messages, 
someone like Nikolai Tesla filters through his biology through the human and turns into our science. And I think that's pretty amazing. And so we have this small number of people that have literally changed the world because they use their intuition to channel science. And so we have been given these tools we need to understand the world around us because that is in support of our spiritual evolution. And I loved how you mentioned that at the beginning, that we're always given the right things we need to support the spiritual evolution. Science is a big part of that. And so science is super important. But science can't do everything. And there will always be places where intuition, divine or higher dimensional guidance, will always trump the odds, the analysis, the predictions of the computers. Well, and from my observation of hanging out with not only uh, healers, but also scientists, that inevitably, somewhere in the process of doing research, uh, petri dish research, you know, regular old classic cinematic science, there seems like there's always an aha moment. Aha! Well, what's that? You know, and I, I've always felt that there there is an intuitive aha. It may not. It doesn't mean that they're sitting in the corner burning incense and doing the gong show. It means that they just have a moment where, yes, there is a lot of data, but there is some intuitive guide of some kind, some hints, some clues, some aha, where they suddenly go, oh, why? That E equals MC squared thing might really work. You know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't have an actual example, but I think I, I've always felt that intuition was underrated. And I see it in business as well. You see it in business leaders who make these amazing decisions and like, you know, how, well, for example, how did you, you know, a guy fresh out of MIT, how did you end up doing the, you know, Sony PlayStation website? It was probably some sort of kismet, or, you know, whatever word we want to use that lined everything up. And it was like right place, right time and an intuition of some kind, even of your early days when if you if somebody came, went back to your old self and said, you know, your intuition is going to guide you toward this thing. You're like, what? Get out. Yeah, right, no. right, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, that would be the perfect response. Yeah, right, get out. Um, so I think, do you do you work with people in helping them develop their intuition so that they can absolutely. have a little more intuition, trust with it? Yes, absolutely. Intuition is one of the seven secrets. So we've mm. talked about a little about muscle testing. Uh, intuition is one of them. Another is how to make uh, instant changes in the subconscious to do block clearings to add, add code, to literally change your energy. Uh, another one is the instant healing process. Uh, that's very easy to learn. People that do the training with me learn to do this instant healing process with the theta wave and the, all, the, all these pieces we've talked about uh, in a couple hours. Hmm. So you can literally just go and start changing reality. Now, it's not going to be, uh, it's not magic. It's not everything you want instantly. But uh, if you actually apply these tools such as healings, you will see miracles happen. It's not 100%. We can't always force it or control it. But when you know how to put yourself in the right place and ask, you'll be surprised how often that we are answered. And beyond that, there's manifesting is a is secret number five. Uh, six and seven get into really the advanced work <clears throat> the, the, that I'm really passionate about, which is the really the pure, purely focusing on spirituality and the ascension of consciousness. We get into embodiment, which is learning how to embody different energy, how to literally be the energy. It's the difference between mm. 
reading about orange juice than drinking a glass. It's actually feeling and experiencing higher consciousness. And then seven is awakening, which is, uh, you know, it's often been called the foot in the door to enlightenment, uh, as well as the beginning of the end of suffering. That's when we learn to really start to get out of the ego and let life live through us instead of happening to us. Uh, you put it all together, you've got some pretty powerful stuff. That it, you and know, I try to you... make it yeah, as close as I can to a step-by-step guide on, you know, here's how you get more powerful and change your life and, you know, do cool things. Um, you just have to go <laughs> learn it and apply it. Right. And how do you, how would you define enlightenment? What does that mean uh, sure. in your uh, languaging? Let me offer two terms and uh, that are the anchors on the highest levels of consciousness. One is awakening, the other is enlightenment. Uh, awakening is the gateway to enlightenment. It's when we start to step out of the ego into being a vessel of divine will, a pure intuition. Uh, enlightenment is the full embodiment of awakening. So awakening is learning the truth of you. What is awareness? What are you? You know, what is life? What is God? What is the real nature of this universe thing? That's the process of awakening. Enlightenment is total embodiment of that, that we are all connected, that the universe is one thing. And remember, to embody it is not just to know it, but to live in the truth of it. So those that are enlightened have fully embodied the highest truth. And so there's no suffering because there's no resistance because they're living each moment just surrendered to the bliss that everything's happening perfectly through us. You know, the challenge is we got these egos that kind of muck it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we look at our lives and go, oh, my God, it's so horrible, right? I don't have any money. I'm, I'm hurt. You know, I'm in pain. I need this. I need that. Well, the truth is it's actually really wonderful and beautiful. We've just been tricked into <clears throat> looking at it in a way that's unhealthy and painful. But we can change that. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> you just need to learn to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I do know... Yeah, I, I was going to edit that. I, I, I have run across and have known and know a number of really amazing healers. Not exactly the Rosalind Bruyere, because she was more like Oh, she could push some amazing energy. That's and and there was ego involved. It wasn't. It was. She was amazing, but she would push it with an ego agenda of "I will heal you," and I'm not kidding. Damn it. <laughs> um, versus "I will help you heal." It, it was an interesting you know thing. But I know a number of healers who do amazing work on others, and yet they still have conditions or imbalances in their own lives. And that seems that 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 can occur where you you develop this amazing, you know, uh, many of your seven steps or qualities, but then they get stuck at some point of like, can't get over the line to embodying it for themselves. What do you think that is? What is that? Is that just sort of back to my garbage in versus garbage in, garbage out? Well, it's uh, we want to recognize that all the, quote, bad or stuck ways we get into are important for a reason. So for me, being stuck in my head, not being able to feel uh, from so much education, engineering, science, uh, it did enormous damage to my life. Because I couldn't feel my body, my health got wrecked. Uh, But 
that same ability, because I got stuck deep in my head, it allowed me to create some, well, first some awesome technologies back in the 80s and 90s when I was a software engineer, but now to be able to develop this literally a formula for miracles. So I had to be someone who got pushed deep into his head and ruined my life because that's just how it goes. In order to have this ability to uh, figure this out for people. And so for some healers, for intuitives, they may have a similar thing going on where they need to be in that certain way, in the ego, whatever it is, because that's how their ability or uh, uh, however what they're doing manifests, because it it always manifests through a process. That uh, another way to, another good way to put it is that miracles all happen through nature. It's just that we don't fully understand nature yet. And so there is some process they're going through that they've used, and often in order to develop that skill or ability, they had to be dysfunctional in some way. Uh, let me offer an extreme example of a true story. Uh, I forget her name, but there was a woman who had done some incredible writing in science and advanced the state of the art. And the reason it happened was when she was eight years old, she was thrown from a carriage and her legs were run over. And she had, was in horrible pain and she never walked again. But as a result, because she couldn't walk, she spent her whole life reading books and developed this incredible knowledge and insight that was able to advance the state of the art of science. Uh, Does it mean these people can't heal their imbalance? Not necessarily. And I'll tell you, if you're expecting Michael Phillips to be a perfect person with a perfect life, you're looking in the wrong place. Um, What I am is someone who's learned some great technologies and strategies to, to be able to cope much better with these things that come at us in life. Because, you know, the, the enlightened masters, guess what? They're people too. Many of them have families. they got to eat. You know, they got to pay taxes. And, and so uh, it, it's not surprising to me that for all of the highest level healers I've known, uh, almost all of them get into it through some kind of health crisis. Almost all of them have issues with their health. But that's what it took. That was their process to become who they were. And ultimately, it's a pretty beautiful thing when you can look at it that way. It's an amazing gateway where it can be. It just seems a little tough getting through the gate sometimes. It does. (laughs) That's because, again, we're looking at life with such a limited biology and perception. We see only a tiny fraction of what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. I want to try to open people's eyes that there's so much more than what we see and touch and understand. That literally you could be one little dimensional adjustment away from a huge breakthrough in your life. And you have no idea because you aren't sensitive to that dimension. You don't know it's there. But when we can learn this technology, we can start to see a little more of that. Uh, another great little science factor is that if you took the whole wavelength of light, you know, all the different spectrums, of all kinds of light and said it's arbitrarily 2,000 miles long, did you know the human eye would see less than one inch of it? Wow. Right. So our human biology sees a tiny, tiny fraction of how the electromagnetic waves around us are moving. And so 99.999% of reality we can't perceive with our biology. There's so much more happening around us. There's so much energy, so much power. 
And we can learn to access that. We can learn to be open to it. It's just a matter of technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it would happen fast, but we're there. We're at that point where I have to ask, how do people work with you? Where do people find you? Where do well, people get easy. your book? Anybody okay. that's interested, you can uh, hop over to my website at awakeningdynamics.com. Uh, that's awakeningdynamics.com. And a little box will pop up. Uh, anyone that wants to uh, register for free, I do a webinar once a month. I will give you book one for free. Uh, those that come to the webinar, where I will discuss the seven secrets, demonstrate them, um, do some Q&A and such, uh, anyone that wants to come through that, I'll give you book two and three for free. Or you can go buy them on Amazon. I'm cool either way. But uh, <laughs> I really want people to have this, and that's why I'm willing to give away the whole series for free. I want mm-hmm. I want you to learn a little more about higher dimensional living, to understand it, to to experience it, so that you'll say, wow, there's something amazing happening here. And so that that would be the the, the best thing. Uh, people love my webinars. It's so much fun. You know, I can literally bring people into a higher consciousness for a short time, and it's wild. Some people will see energy and auras, past lives. You know, it, it's a life changer. And this is and so you much have fun one, and me. there's one coming up. Is there one coming up soonish, if I recall, there from is, everything I read? Yes, there is uh, one coming up uh, February 6th. Great. So well, that is our next one, and I'm psyched for it. it it's always a great time. Uh, it's also uh, an interesting time because I was closed to private sessions for a while, but uh, I do have some openings for new clients. So anyone that's interested, uh, on my website, there's a private sessions link. You can click on that for a short application. My assistant and I will review it, and if we think you're a good fit, you know, you may hear from me. So uh, anyone that's interested in applying for one-on-ones with me, you know, this is one of those rare opportunities where I'm taking new people. So, you know, give it a shot if you're interested. Great. All right. So I'll remind everybody, because from everything that was talked about, you're going to want to re-listen to this. You can go to soundelfoptions.com, click on the radio tab, Click on the Blog Talk Radio Archive player, and the show will be there in about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, That was really great, Brent. Thank you so much. I knew that was going to be fun, dancing in the quantum field, and it was. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.